Welcome to the Humor and Mistakes podcast with me, McNeil. Each week we have a guest on our show to discuss mistakes, mishaps, and missteps that they've made throughout life. We hope to find wisdom and laughs along the way. We're here with comedian Brittany Spurl. Hey world, hey Carberl, hey Triangle, everyone who can hear the sound of my voice, what's up? How are you? I'm doing good. It's a beautiful Saturday afternoon. You know what? I was nervous as I always ask people at the beginning how to pronounce their last names like in our little 10 minute powwow and I didn't. So I like had a heart attack as I was saying my little intro. I was like, oh my God, I hope I get it right. Sprule. Yeah. Sprule. Sprule. Yeah. Okay. I got it right. Yes. Okay. Well, it is a beautiful day out here. I fell asleep outside earlier, actually. <laughs> Where did you fall asleep? I have a balcony. It sounds nice. No, 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 no. <laughs> It sounds a lot nicer than I, when you say balcony. I, I live in uh, the cheap part of Chapel Hill with the college students. Mm-hmm. My rent is four twenty five, all inclusive. How many people do you live with? Four, three See, other people, three yeah, other people. That's that's why it's four twenty five. Exactly. <laughs> tell me about your day, and then tell me about who you are. Like, who is Brittany Spurl? Um. Well, my day's good. Brittany Spurl is. I don't know. That's an open-ended question. I do not know how to define myself. I will describe myself. Go right ahead. I'm black. Okay. I'm obese. Um, I'm funny, I think. I'm smart, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> You're smart. It, it, you have to be smart to be a comedian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like I always rebel against like writing bios like it's just like how i hate cover letters because i'm like bro you got my resume like, just, like, I, if, if, I, if you got any questions just ask like but I, it's like so with bios like i always start off writing bios like i'm writing this bio because somebody told me to guess i gotta have it and then i end up throwing some sexes together but i'm just you know me i'm the same way like i'm just like why can't you just say my name and then they'll find out who i am by how I talk and who I am. Yeah. So you hate bios. <laughs> <laughs> About me. Yeah, I love okay. biographies. Okay. Um, I am 26. Okay. I have two cats and a dog. One of my cats named Sansa. The other one's name is Tuscany. The dog is Vienna. Oh, side note, because c- c- I'm currently doing it. Congratulations on getting your student loans paid off by 29. You're eight. Oh, wait. Said, you, po- you posted that on Facebook. Oh, wait. So uh, that's the plan. <laughs> that's the plan. Like possibly by thirty one, okay. if I stick, if I stick with like Dave Ramsey's snowball. I'm a method. Dave Ramsey guy. Are you? I am. We could talk. I love me some Dave Ramsey. Um, but yes, if I stick with the Dave Ramsey method, possibly by thirty one, I could have him paid off. Okay. So yeah. Do you ever watch his YouTube videos where people have like financially destroyed themselves? No. It's interesting sometimes. You're like, what are you doing with your life? Like, oh it makes God. you feel better. It's, it sounds bad, but sometimes you feel a little bit better. I remember listening to an episode of his podcast where he talked about how, like, well, this parents called in because one of their kids and their um, spouse had bought a houseboat and, like, sold everything they had to start a houseboat and live on it. (laughs) And then like the first week they moved in and it burned down or it sank or something and they didn't have any insurance on it. (laughs) And the parents were calling in to ask Dave like, well, 
should we help them out? Like, what should we do? Because they could have had insurance. And Dave was like, they should have had insurance. Like, <laughs> let them deal with it. It was like, oh. He cold sometimes. <laughs> yes, he, he is. <laughs> he's like an old savage. Like, he is. He's definitely savage. I actually had a joke about Dave Ramsey um, last night. I said that he's from the school of um, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, which I can't agree with, but his bootstraps are made out of patent leather and my bootstraps were made at Forever 21. So <laughs> was, that, <laughs> was that, because you told me you did like a worst and best yeah, joke. Yeah, we had a best worst joke. That was, I was, that was actually a joke I was trying out, okay. but no, people liked it. They okay. got it. If they knew who Dave Ramsey was, they got it. Okay, fair enough. So you sounds like you're, resp- you're a responsible person as well. Yeah, I try like with money, I try to be part of my mistakes that we'll get to later is like I've read so many self-help books and so many like financial planning books. And here I am still trying to help myself and still trying to financially play. <laughs> no, you you can get addicted to them. Like I, I used to listen like Les Brown mm-hmm. and. Uh, just read a number of books as well. Then I was like, you should actually take some of this advice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They're trying to help you out. Like, I, I guess reading them is doing nothing. <laughs> uh, I, I actually stopped reading them for a little bit because mm-hmm. someone told me actually having the knowledge and not like enacting it makes you dumber than the person who doesn't have the knowledge. Mm-hmm. So I was like, mm, I got to stop. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, I after college, I read like nothing but like I read the four hour work week. I do not only work four hours a week. Now I read, (laughs) I will teach you to be rich. I am not rich. I read like all of them and I'm like, "Mm, still on that struggle train. (laughs) Was it because you didn't know what you wanted to do or it was because I, yeah, I think it was because I didn't know what to do. That is a very good question. How did I get started on that? I, I know how I got started on the self-help book train. It is, I think, Dave Allen's GTD, Getting Things Done. Someone recommended it to me as like a productivity way of organizing your tax into actionable things. And I was like, oh, my God, I really like this. I don't GTD nothing now. (laughs) Was it because they noticed you didn't get things done? I guess I've always had trouble getting started, and that's because... I'll see all these things to do at one time and get overwhelmed. And so I won't do any of them. And me too. Yeah. And the GTD thing is like, it'll help you like break down. Like I got to wash my clothes. Okay. What do you need to wash your clothes? I need laundry detergent. How did you get laundry detergent? I got to go to Walmart. I bet you got to get other things at Walmart. Let's make a shopping list. Things like that. So I like that. I have to break it down to its simplest (laughs) form. Like, you need to write tonight. All right. That means you got to pick up a pencil and put it in your hand. Like, <laughs> if, if it looks too daunting, then I, I'll, I won't get it done. That can get, but also like that, those product procrastination things too. Like, oh, I got to pick out a pencil. Ooh, <laughs> I got to pick out a pencil. Which one? Am I going to use a Sharpie? Am I going to use the Pilot Chew 2 or the Uniball? Yeah. I'll get, I'll get stuck on that train too. I, yeah. I'm a lead pencil guy. And there are so many different lead pencils. This is such an interesting conversation <laughs> about office supplies. <laughs> oh my goodness! Hey, I can get. I, I I have wasted a lot of time in Walmart in the pencil oh, section before. 
I just, right before I came here, I was like uh, salivating because there's a lightning deal on Amazon of 36, a box of 36 Sharpies, black, fine, the regular Sharpies for 11 bucks. Would it be unprofessional of me <laughs> while you're talking? <laughs> <laughs> just go on Amazon. These lightning hey. deals go fast because they only have so many. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like thinking about that right now. I'm like, I really want, I don't have a use for 36 Sharpies, but I would save so much money because eventually I would use them. Event- of, of course, eventually you will. So yeah. that is a use. Yes. Uh, so uh, <laughs> we got a little distracted, but it's all good. <laughs> so what do you do now? I work at a medical office, and I think my boss and her family are listening to this. So, hey, y'all. I'm giving y'all a shout out. Hey. That's usually the opposite. Like, people will be like, I hope my boss and them are not listening, and then they'll trash them. But you you like your boss? Oh, I, I love I love. It's like a whole family operation, and they're all great. They're very supportive. Um, yeah, they're the best. And I'm not just saying that because I'm on the radio. I, I say that to their faces all the time. Or <laughs> did they, when you told them you were a comedian, were they surprised, or they're like, I get that? I think maybe a little surprised, not because I don't show humor at work, but because it's like, wow, you get on stage, and if anybody tells you that, you'd be like, whoa, you do that? It's like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You usually get that reaction because most people are afraid to get on stage. Yeah. 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 It a lot. It like it surprises me. Like a lot of billionaires, like all those self help gurus, like like Tim Ferriss, who has millions of dollars, um, who has said that doing stand up is one of the scariest things um, he could uh, he would ever do. Like he could not imagine doing that. I'm like. You have like you had an ice bath with Rick Rubin, like and made a podcast. Like, what? <laughs> you could totally do this, Tim Ferriss. <laughs> you could literally pay people to laugh. Like yes. I'd be sitting there, like ah, like I laugh my tail off. Yes, like you, you definitely could pay a whole club exactly and just make them laugh at you. Well, Tim Ferriss, if you're listening, <laughs> my fake laugh is amazing. I have to use it at work all the time because people will tell jokes that are not funny <laughs> that are, <laughs> that sign my paychecks and I laugh. <laughs> it is tough. <laughs> Do you have a good fake laugh? Oh, I, I think I don't really? because it's obviously fake. Uh, really? Like it, no, it's like if someone's talking to you and and you're just like uh huh uh huh <laughs> <laughs> like it's like. <laughs> Like, it's just like it's like a oh moving along <laughs> shuffle along now and laugh <laughs> like yeah i had to learn to pick up a punchline i was like oh they meant that to be a punchline all right giggle <laughs> well customer service like i used to work um as a barista and you have to you have to like kind of get your like oh customer service face because you will hear the same things a lot like if something doesn't ring up right you know and they're like oh I guess it's free you're like <laughs> I don't deserve to get paid no <laughs> <laughs> you're so original yes 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 but you have to make them think that it's the first time they've ever you know we've ever heard it and I got good at that but, yeah so what made you become a comedian. I could not stand in front of a crowd of six people and talk without crying. I don't like to call people on my show 
a liar, but I'm, I see you on stage now. I'm not. I actually, one of my close um, friends, he was a professor of mine, and we're friends now because we had met in his office about a presentation. It was my freshman year, and we had talked a lot, and I forget what the presentation was about, like birth control or something. And... Um, I was on, I was in front of people for like 30 seconds and kind of mumbled something and then sat down and there was a paper component. So I got a C on it. And he told me, he was like, yeah, we're kind of, I was kind of disappointed because we talked so much about this and then none of that content was in your presentation. And I emailed him back. I was about to cry. So I sat down because I didn't want to embarrass myself in front of classmates. And he was like, oh my God, I didn't want to try and make you cry. Oh my God. (laughs) So after that, we kind of developed a friendship, and he's like one of my close friends. Hey, Harry, if you're listening to this, hey, howdy, I'm Harry. Shout- huh? Howdy, Harry. How you doing? I'm gonna shout out like everybody during this talk because I used to listen to the radio when I was younger, and I there's always like the shout out hour, and I never my my call was never picked up. Tom Joyner was my. Sh- stuff yeah. oh see see you told me the rules earlier i got them down pat how did you get oh, to stand up from there yeah, i'm sorry so and also i will say like all the stand-up guys that's on campus i was like oh my god they're so cool so i actually took a class at dsi to start and that was real neat and it just it just got me you know out of the dorm and you have to present yourself you know once a week in front of people and and so that's kind of how I got started. And then Lewis Black comes to campus. I don't know if he still does, but he comes to campus once a year um, to host, like, to be in the Carolina Comedy Festival. And he has a competition for students to open for him. And I went, I tried out for it, and I got it. And so that was like, wait, 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 wait. you open for Lewis Black? Yeah. What? I didn't yeah. know that. So did like several people you know. Several people you know have opened for Lewis Black. Yes, yes. Well, I'm not gonna say. That. I don't know if they want me to like call their names out on the okay. radio, but okay. I'll tell you after. You you know several people. Yeah. Also, it's just like it's not even a thing. Right? <laughs> I'm starting to feel some type of way. <laughs> I haven't opened for Lewis Black yet. Like you making me feel inadequate over here. Like, it's a common thing. It happens all the time. Yeah. Step your game up. <laughs> oh, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> To make it <laughs> nah, it's all good. Sound like that, but like, yeah, you know several several comedians who have done it. Oh, yes, yeah. I need to get my, I need to lose my Lewis Black virginity, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I just kind of continued after that, and we keep torturing ourselves, like getting in front of people <laughs> and, and hoping to make them laugh. How was it? Like, were you nervous, or were you by then yeah. the Britney we know today? Always nervous. Um, I wasn't doing nearly as much crowd work as I do now. Um, I kind of would memorize my set. That was my set. People starting out can have the problem of having too much material. And then they think, I only got five minutes. I had the opposite problem of, I got four minutes and they gave me six. (laughs) (laughs) So, but so, and how I kind of worked on that was I would see people do crowd work. And I always thought that was amazing when I saw really good crowd work. And for people who don't know what crowd work is, it's when you talk to the audience and sometimes people can be mean to the audience. And that's not what I do. Like, 
I, advice that Donnell Rawlings gave Mark Marin on his podcast about working in front of black crowds is to like point at somebody with a small shirt and say, hey, look at that guy with a small shirt on, like in the front <laughs> room. <laughs> I don't do anything like that. A lot of people are afraid of like going to comedy shows and oh. sitting in the front because they don't want to be made fun of. And I just ask questions like, okay, how was your day? I will say like mundane stuff. And then it's my job to try and make it funny. I, n- I noted that at the varsity, I, I think it was what, two weeks ago, three yeah. weeks ago, something like that. And I was like, wow, her, her set was like 60% crowd work. <laughs> and it was good. I hadn't I hadn't seen you I, well not that you developed that skill in like a month but I hadn't seen you perform in like a yeah. month and the the at Improv Noir and it was mostly you you did your mm-hmm. set and I was like oh I didn't know she could do crowd work like that it is always surprising to me when people go oh my god I wish I could do that because I need to write more and focus on having a strict set I don't consider myself like like I write jokes. I work really hard at the jokes I write. It's much more fun for me to talk to the audience. Much more fun. Because I don't know what they're going to say. And I got to try and make it work. And that's the challenge for me. Like, So I could be like, hey, what you have for lunch? And I know that's a dumb question. So if they give me toast, I got to make toast. <laughs> you know? I'm a premise guy. Like I, I just write a premise that I think is hilarious and then get on stage and riff about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I need to work on my writing. I performed in L.A. for the first time uh, a couple of days ago or a week ago. Oh, my God. You were – wait, hold on. I know this is your show and you're hosting it. Have, wait, one, have you talked about this on your show yet? I have not. Okay, McNeil, let's swap roles for a minute. All right, hit me with it. Let's do it. Why were you in L.A.? I was there to visit a friend. Uh, my boy lives out there. He does comedy out there. Ooh. And he, uh, Sam D., Asian guy. Um, Hi Sam, but I don't know him. <laughs> and uh, he invited me out. Said I would love LA. He showed me around, showed me the comedy scene a bit, the improv scene, and then he got me some stage time. So I got like five minutes. Yeah. So I've heard LA crowds can be brutal. How was it for you? Uh, they were good. They were mostly comics. Great. Um, my premises were good. I now learned that I need to. You know the difference between uh, uh, when I say clean, I'm not talking about their material, but a comic who is like. They have their stuff together, yes. and it's like tight. It's tight. I have to in L.A. Everyone I met was tight. Like they're even if it wasn't funny, mm-hmm. they got last because it was tight. Like they knew to jerk their hair to the left after this part. I'm never tight. Like I, <laughs> my set has changed so many times. I'm like, I'm saying, oh yeah, I forgot half my material. I just I winged it. Like, <laughs> was it inspiring? Like, will you now pursue comedy in L.A.? It was, and I have a job right now, so I can't say yes, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you had that experience. Is New York next for you? Uh, I've been to New York. I haven't performed Ooh. in New York, but L.A.'s probably more my uh, scene just because it's warm all the time. Like, I, I can't do cold. Oh. I'm a, I hate cold. Are you, are you a lover of cold? I don't go outside, so I really don't like extreme temperatures of any variety. <laughs> um, but I will take extreme cold over extreme hot what? any day of the week. Really? Any day of the week. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I love, like, like slap nine blankets on me. Make me immobile and turn on Netflix, a show with, like, 11 seasons. So the only thing I have to do is, like, 
hit a button that says, yes, I am watching. I look like a mummy, but I am watching on a nice cold day with some hot chocolate. And I'm good. Inside, I'd rather be cold. Outside, hot. You on your own, there, brother. I ain't. <laughs> okay, we can we can swap roles. All right, now. thank you, I thank you for letting me host your show for five minutes. I appreciate it. you're the first person to host my show, so <laughs> you should be proud. That that is because you were able to host Lewis Black. No, so I trusted I, you. I did not host. I want to make. I was just like a comic that. Okay. Over. Yeah. Yeah. But everybody does it except for me. <laughs> not, <laughs> not everybody. Just you know more people than you think who have done it. Okay. <laughs> you know more people. Than you think. I'm about to start questioning. I, I'm not. I don't trust my friends anymore. <laughs> Let me keeping things from me. I'm questioning everything now. Uh, so tell me. So let's talk about your mistake. If you think the people know who they have, like a good foundation of who mm-hmm. you are. My mistake, and I thought real hard about this. Like really? I thought so hard. Yeah, because like when you like were promoing this on Facebook, you were like, "Has Britney Spears made any mistakes?" And I was like, "Oh, bless him, <laughs> bless him." <laughs> um, I my mistake is all about self esteem. Um, I wish earlier on, I would have thought. I was more awesome. Like I just self-esteem, especially as like a plus slot plus sized woman and like a plus sized black woman is hard to come by because it all has to come from you. Uh, society as a whole does not give you many, you know, symbols of like, yes, girl, like that's recent. But in the early 2000s where I was trying to come into my own, none of that was there. Like I didn't have Lizzo in her like size 20 bodysuit on stage or her plus size dancers. You know, I didn't have that. I'm glad I have that now. I wish I had it a little earlier. And so that was my mistake because it just, it was rough. And it, I look back now and I'm like, it didn't need to be that rough though. <laughs> <laughs> how did you come into your own? Like, how do you develop your self esteem? Just because you, your name rings bells around here. I, see, it, is it, it, <laughs> but no, but <laughs> see, you you jerked away when I said that. <laughs> but am, am I lying when I say that? Well, see, it always surprises me. It always surprises me when someone's like, "I heard your name," and I'm like, "Huh? Who? Who, who said what?" No, oh, about me. Oh, hey, hey. Okay, we it can was talk. good. It was actually good. Yeah, it was good. Like, it always surprises me because to me in my head, I'm like, I'm so like when I go on stage, I'm like, I went on stage, I talked my stuff, said what I gotta say. I'm going home with my cats and my boyfriend. <laughs> That's kind of what I do. So when I'm in a place and someone walks up to me and they go, "You're Brit." I saw you such and such and such and I go whoa hey because sometimes I'm in public and I'm like I'm just chilling I try to sometimes I try to be antisocial in public and it never works because I'm a very social person (laughs) but comedy actually helped me kind of get some of that self-esteem because and I say this to anybody listening one of the best feelings you'll ever get is getting in front of strangers, telling a joke, and getting, like, rousing applause. It's the first time, yeah. you know, when you get that first hit. Um, <laughs> it, it, there's just no other feeling because it's, like, all this validation from multiple people. You have physical evidence of it because they're smiling or they're clapping. Like, yeah, 
yes, this is awesome. I'm awesome. And then you, you know, we tell a bad joke and you're like, I'm not so awesome. <laughs> I was about to say you have to tell the you have to, you have to give the people the whole story now. Yes. Like don't yes. <laughs> I don't want anybody to be responsible that's not funny. It's like where where is this validation Britt was talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going home to cry because no one laughed at my joke. Well, there has to be a reason why you do it again, <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah, you know. So you know, it, it it's not diminishing returns, yeah. you know. But it really is that first time where you're like, oh my god, I told a joke and it was funny. <gasps> what? Can I tell another one that's funny? <gasps> Can I tell another one? And so you just that's why you keep trying to grow. So, question: uh, Would you rather should someone start out in a class where the graduation show? is the people are, they're not forced to laugh, mm-hmm. but you tell, hey, it's a graduation show, hype it up a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So they laugh, and then they get that. But if they're not funny and they get those laughs, mm-hmm. what if they continue on? Or should they just get on stage and learn if they're funny or not? Like, just your personal opinion. It, I think, I think it really depends on you as a person. It is a, if you are somebody that wants structure, that needs assignments, there's no way. I would have written jokes on my own if I didn't have someone saying, here's a topic, come back next week with this, uh, with something that fits this, you know, or if it, even if it doesn't, just come back next week with something. Wouldn't have got started because I know me. I just, just it would have never happened. I needed that. Me too. Um, Shout out to good nights in their class. Yes. But if you are someone who is like extremely self-motivated, which is another mistake of mine. I am not self-motivated. I am self-motivated when I want to be, but it takes a lot for me to push myself. I want I want to be more of a grinder. Somebody just puts their nose down and just goes hard. Like that is not me. <laughs> I took so many naps in college for no reason. <laughs> Whenever I got a paper assignment, I was not that person. And nobody's the person was like, you get an assignment. And then you're like, two days later, you're like, I'm going to start researching. Okay, like the timeline the professor gives you. No one's that person. But like, I was that person like, this paper is due in 12 hours. Okay, if I take a two-hour nap and then I give me something to eat. And then I, I stopped by someone so dorm. Okay, then I got about eight hours. Okay, it's 12 pages. If I do, and you, I was doing all of that. I used to, <laughs> hey, you're all, talking to a professional <laughs> procrastinator. <laughs> that was me. You got to get your fuel before you start your long session. Yes. You know. So if you are not, a, I would say if you are not a self-motivator, class, structured, yes. But if you are someone that's like, I will do this on my own. I don't want nobody giving me topics. I give myself topics. <laughs> then you find you an open mic. Find, Google it. You know, find out wherever, you know, where near you on what day. Plan out. Show up. Chit chat. Not chit chat. Whatever you want. Get on stage and see what happens. And I, I was the same way. Like, I went to Good Night's Comedy Course and I was like, all right, this, this is it. It's teaching me what to do. So, yeah, yeah that was good. Um, what's it like having a lower self-esteem? What was that time like for you? Well, that time was, it's, it's still, it's a, it's an evolving process. So having a lower self-esteem is just like, when you're around your friends, it's, it's different because you know your friends love you and your friends reinforce, like, like positive reinforcement. But it's just being like, you know, uh, I'm not that great. Why do people like me? And what? Like, why? Like, why do people hang out with me? Why do people want me here? Questions like that. When you're asking yourself questions like that on where, a daily basis. Where compliments hurt. Like, yes. <laughs> like, 
like, stop, stop. It hurts. <laughs> yes. And I had a therapist at one point and he asked me, um, what do I think people see? What's the first thing I think people see when they see me? And I said, well, I think they see an ugly girl who's fat, who, and I'm, I got teary eyed. If I start crying world, it's okay. <laughs> Cause I'm having a moment, but no. And, um, but I said, I, I basically someone that I just, they just see like this undesirable person. And he was like, I don't, I don't think that I think, Oh, he said, when I walk out, I know you're here. I see you smile up at me, and I think we're going to have a great conversation. And he said, I want you to call your friends and ask them that same question I just asked you. And I called my friends, and I asked them that question, and they just gave me all these positive things. And I was like, oh, my God. I just started bawling. I was like, what? People don't think of my appearance the first thing that they see me. They think of how, like, how much fun we're going to have or how I'm a good listener or you know, whatever. They just think everything else that not all the negative things I see about myself is the first thing that everybody else thinks of me. So, Oh, that's a good exercise. I think everybody, everybody should do it. Like yeah. people that you know, like you and don't call up your ex. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Now hold up now. Don't be calling up your ex. Somebody you did dirty and you know, they don't like you. Be like, yo, what you think of me? They're going to they tell you what they oh, think. I, I made that mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know, like six months after, I was like, I just want you to keep it real with me about everything you disliked about me. Halfway through the conversation, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, time, don't do that. Don't do that. That took about a year to get over. <laughs> because you will get exactly what you asked for. Uh, you like, will get exactly. <laughs> there will be no surprises. I was like, <gasps> what? No. You said you liked that. <laughs> so people you know, like, like just people you know really like you think, what's the first thing? you think of me you think of when you think of me and try it and see what happens you might be surprised people don't see your mistakes as much as you do were they were they cool with it like you just called them and was like hey i just got a question for you yeah they were were my best friends and so i was i told like everyone knew i was in therapy so i said hey my therapist wanted me to try this exercise can i talk to you for a minute do you have time because i was like it was like right when i left his office and i was waiting for the bus to go back to my where i lived and they were like, yeah, sure, what's up? And we talked, and they told me, and it was like, oh, it was so cool. It was so great. Okay. And so that helped you, you know, inc- and improve your self-esteem. Yes. Uh, you said it's a, a challenge sometimes. It's something you're working on. Like, that's how change works. Yes. It's not like you woke up the next day and was like, I am the greatest <laughs> person no, that's not how <laughs> that's not how it happened. And you know, it all becomes like, you know, even recently with like dressing and wearing certain clothes, like now it's the style for plus size women to have show a little midriff and I've gotten into that. And that is more radical than people think. Because growing up, nice clothes, all I could like when I was in the sixth grade and I was shopping for my mom and I was shopping for clothes. Like, I would wear, it would be like, I forget the name of it, really like khakis, like middle-aged women khakis and like pink floral like button-ups, like just oversized stuff because I was a big kid. So I was shopping the women's section and that's all it was. It was not stylish stuff. And then until the next year when I fell in love with skateboarding and Bam Margera <laughs> and all I wanted to wear was skateboarding shoes and t-shirts. I've never stepped foot on a skateboard in my <laughs> Did life. Did you have the jeans with the chains on them? No, nah, I want one of them. Now, hold on. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know how far you went. 
I would wear Element. I forget the names. Element. And then there's one. I had a navy blue shirt with a a yellow logo. Paxson is a store. Okay. I shopped a lot. At least t-shirts, like $25 a shirt. And I had Vans. Again, don't remember. It wasn't Vans. But they were like the bubble shoes with the flat bottom and then like the protection for your toe. The skater shoes. The skater shoes. And I never skated. And that was also weird because I'm this black girl in this rural town in this middle school <laughs> and I'm wearing all this skater stuff which was seen as like a white thing you know so that's a whole nother topic whole to get nother, into whole nother topic whole, Carbell, you can learn some stuff in this conversation oh man <laughs> I'm gonna have to officially extend you an invitation to the humor mistakes uncut uh, so I'm working on that now where I ha- have people on and we just talk real. And, you know, growing up, I did my own thing and, you know, got called white a few times. So I would love to have that just conversation with you. People who don't realize this, if somebody wanted, they could have a whole show with black celebrities talking about how does it feel to be called white or acting white. There could be a whole show called Acting White. <laughs> and it, it would never run out of episodes. Yeah. <laughs> it just couldn't. I got, I got called white one time the same week I got called an N-word. I got <gasps> called an N-word later that week. And I was like, excuse me. No, 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 no. I was, I was more... <laughs> I was more mad at the white guy. I was like, excuse me, uh, a lot of people don't think that about me, so you don't need to be using that language. Like, I was upset. <laughs> so you got a memoir right there. Like, you, you've you got you got your own. <laughs> you need to publish that. You need to write that story and then publish it somewhere because you got material. <laughs> excuse me? I'm what? That's very interesting. Oh, man. Yeah, that's good. How would younger Brittany view you now? Like, would y'all know each other? I try to be like if i if i see someone that i admired or see someone doing cool things i think i want to do that if there's anything i'm like i wish i could do that because i have a lot of limiting beliefs like stand-up i would see guys like you see people do stand-up and i would go i can't do that anytime i think i couldn't do that but i want to i need to do it and I think need to or do? Do you write? I, like I eventually evolve to do it. Like crowd work. I would see crowd work. Like, oh my God, I want to do that. And now I do crowd work. Um, I wanted to live in Carborough. I was in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, which is only an hour away. But when you live there, it might as well be in a different country. If you're working and don't have money and can't get out here a lot. And I would like visit here as much as possible. It was like, oh, I want to live there. Now I live here. Uh, well, lived. I live in Saxapa Hall. Which hey on the radio I love Saxby Hall. Uncut, I didn't know that we could was talk a thing about <laughs> until thirty minutes ago. <laughs> like the Saxby Hall, like what? Yeah. So I forget. I lost. I lost my train of thought. I lost it. Um. Oh yeah, younger Brittany. There's a moment a couple of years ago. I'm going somewhere with this. We're I here. was in a hot topic, and Nirv- a Nirvana song was playing. And all apologies was playing, and everybody in the store was singing along with all apologies. And I was shopping at for clothes and hot topic because I was at the outlet in Smithfield, and I was like, "Oh my god, high school Brit would be so happy right now." Because I was, it was just like being like validated about all these things. When I turned fourteen, and I had got my birthday money, I bought. 
three albums. I don't remember the third, but two of them were Nevermind by Nirvana and Blood Sugar Sex Magic by Red Hot Chili Peppers. And so I constantly had to stay firm in what I liked. And I didn't know that was going to be cool. I didn't know it was cool. Nobody was telling me it was cool. I was telling myself it was cool. And older Britney definitely would love to be like shake younger Britney be like, don't stop being so worried about what everybody else thinks. You will find your people. You will find them. (laughs) I, I say that sometimes, but then I'm like, what if I knew that people's opinions don't like if i knew back in high school that i wasn't going to talk to half these people i think i might have been more of like a, a butthole i'd have been like somebody would have told me something I'm like yo so like just just been so rude to people like your opinion doesn't matter i'm not gonna know you in two years just like yeah i i wish i could do so many things differently <laughs> in high school oh my god because like it just does not matter like really go make your friends do your work go home and just and then graduate like that's really what you need to do (laughs) you coming out tonight nope not even going to prom doesn't matter yes yes um but yeah and so oh by the way did you go see red hot chili peppers last year they were in raleigh i took my sister oh how was it it was amazing so i did i kind of fell out of love with red hot chili peppers there's a a lot of bands that help me and my music like and People who think, like, why is this girl talking so much about liking grunge music? Again, I live, I'm a black girl who lived in the country, in rural North Carolina, (laughs) who was, like, the only person, one of the only people she knew that listened to rock music. It's not like today where the genres are, like, intertwined and there's a bunch of crossover hits. I remember, like, I listened to Backstreet Boys. My first album I ever bought was with my own money was Millennium by Backstreet Boys. Is that the one with I Want It That Way? Yes. Okay. And that was weird because I was really into these five white dudes. And I love Britney Spears and I love Christina Aguilera. It was like how pop is today. So I've always kind of, I'm trying to really stay on traffic, on on topic uh, world. And I keep losing my train of thought because I go on tangents all the time. Oh, me too. Um, what was your question? I forgot. I was saying something about music. Oh, I was asking I was you about sh- Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, uh, okay. The concert. Okay, yeah. So I kind of felt out of love, but like they kind of helped me get into rock music. I did see Nine Inch Nails um, back in 2013, and that rocked my world. Really? Oh, yeah, because like, even also growing up, I always wanted to see a concert, but I was like, no one's ever going to come here. I'm never going to go anywhere. Oh my God, it's not going to be cool. And then even though I didn't know too many people that was into what I was into, like my first concert was St. Vincent, like in 2012. And I didn't go with anybody. I took myself. My first comedy show was Mike Birbiglia. Nobody wanted to go with me. I still went. I had to because I was into it. I liked it. And things I was into were available to me. I never let anybody else not liking it affect whether or not it was something I enjoyed. So how do you get into that mind state? I guess it's because I kind of feel like I have, I've always felt like I had some autonomy. And when I'm in a situation where I don't feel like I'm, I'm indep- I can be independent, I just freak out. I don't like it. Like I, ha- I have to feel like I'm in control. Because at the moment, it's about me and what I like. For example, going to concerts by yourself. If I say that, 
and someone out there right now is like, oh my God, how do you go to a concert by yourself? You buy your ticket. <laughs> you get in your car. You go to the venue. You park. You walk in. And you enjoy that concert by yourself. One, you can't talk to nobody else <laughs> at the show because the band's playing. It got to a point where like, it was a hassle for me to bring other people with me to the concert. That is so true. Yes. Like, I'm a loner sometimes, and it's just like, people get offended when you're like, I'd honestly want to hang out with myself. It's <laughs> 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 nothing against you. <laughs> but it be like that sometimes. Sometimes you're like, I like if you turn down a group outing, and they're like, oh, what you doing? It's like, I don't have to tell you what I'm doing. I, I'm vibing. <laughs> I call it vi- I vibe by myself. Yeah, no, it's just you just I can ha- sit down and vibe. Yes, you just have to. I just I just gotta go. I want to. Is an event going on? I I gotta go, and that also taught me to be social with people because if I go somewhere that I don't know anybody else, I'm not the person that's gonna stand in the corner and, and walk away and be like, man, I didn't know nobody. I'm gonna know somebody before I leave. Like just because I go to places by myself doesn't mean I don't like to talk to other people. Yeah, I'm also not the person that has to like latch on to somebody. <laughs> now a criteria for dating that I always had, even though I've had. My boyfriend that I have now is like my like he's like my hardcore number one like like boyfriend like capital B boyfriend. Oh, you capitalizing the capital letters. Capital B boyfriend. Okay, um, but I always knew that when I did get serious with somebody, they had to be somebody that I could go to a cookout, I could go to a party, I could go wherever, and they wouldn't be trailing behind me that they would be able to talk to other people or if they didn't want to talk to other people, they would have to, enter- they would know how to entertain themselves without being latched on to me. And my current boyfriend, he is somebody where you can put him in a room with nothing but four walls and white paint and he will entertain himself. He does not, re- he is fine by himself. He is good. <laughs> and I love him for it. That, that's, that is what I need because I can't, <laughs> can't hold your hand during social events yeah it's not and i don't ditch people well, i don't ditch people because that's not i will i am i will check on people because i've had i have been the person where i'll go somewhere with somebody and it's like my it's like huh hold up <laughs> oh i came with you I, <laughs> like how i so i do i will check on you make sure you're doing all right but you got to be doing okay like, like you gotta give me something you know to work with <laughs> and he does that very well hey baby he's at work right now but he might listen to the playback of this so hey baby good, I good. Love it you. should be out by monday uh and, and that's funny because you can always tell when someone's not that person because when you walk away they just start looking from the side to side and they're like on their phone they're like you can tell they're just so nervous yeah, and I just can't leave people hanging. I'm not that person. So I I will have to be like, okay, I guess we're together. Right? We're doing this thing together. And then I'm going to try to include you in the conversation. So if you're going to hang with me, you got to know, I'm going to try to include you in the conversation. Because it's like we're all going to have fun, you know? So, but yeah, I'm used to doing things by myself. And it's cool. If you see someone, or let's say we have listeners, what would you tell someone that had a, has a low self-esteem right now? is not as bad as you think whatever it is it's not as bad as you think you can't see me my teeth are crooked they ain't straight i couldn't afford braces i always worried about that with dudes i never smiled 
open mouth on like tender or anything like that and my current boyfriend with with him I kind of like laid out I do not recommend this I laid out all of my insecurities at one time and I laid out I think I was super defensive about a lot of stuff because I because it would be stuff that guys would kind of like drop as a bomb like well now that we're getting serious not getting serious like I kind of like you but I gotta tell you I don't like this about you like well what like we've talked several times um but I asked him about like that insecurity. I was like, "What about my teeth? Like, you, like I know that's not." He's like, "Your teeth look like what people's teeth are, the, are supposed to look like. It looks like you haven't had braces. That's it. That's all that tells me." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god, empathy!" Did what? you lay it out on the first date? No, I did though. The second time we talked after our date, I said, um, "I the what I was wearing last night was a wig. I, I have short hair." are you okay with that? He's like, yeah, it's not my hair. I don't care. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it, I, I, I said that because I wear wigs. I love wigs. I love being able to have short green hair one day and long purple hair the next day. And guys, I will never forget, I had a short blonde bob and I had sent a selfie to a guy and he goes, what's up? Like, what's going on? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you had long hair and now your hair is short. And I was like, did you think that grew out of my scalp? <laughs> did you did you really believe that's how it just comes out naturally? Like it 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 guys can kind of act like devastated if a woman changes things about their appearance and they're like, oh, I'm bamboozled. You had on a green dress and now your dress is black. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. Bye. You know. Yeah. I will say just. If you want to be up front, don't do like me and be like, well, other people had problems with this. Do you got problems with this? Okay, you don't got a problem about that. Do you got a problem with this too? But just really evaluate why you don't feel as good about yourself. Really like write out what it is. Because once something is down on paper and you're looking at it, then you can be like, it's not, it's not magnified in your head. So you have to really be like, okay, I got four fingers instead of five. Oh, I'm so devastated by that, you know. And I bet you would be. I have five, you know. That's a disability. And is that going to hold – that might not hold you back. That might hold you back. Like, you can't do everything somebody else can. That doesn't stop you from finding love or that doesn't stop you from, like, hanging out. You know, people probably aren't as worried about it as you are. See, I like to call it the the fourth date bomb chill, where you just you both just drop all your baggage on the table. Like, here's what we're doing. Like, here here, here are all my problems. What are yours? Yeah, I do that before we even meet. Oh, like, really? That's probably why I haven't met a lot of people <laughs> because, like, I just I gotta lay it out there, dude. Because it's gonna come up later. It is. It is. I've through my vast dating experience, I've noticed it, it's about if no one brings it up. It's about four months when they like mm-hmm. draw when you're like, oh, okay, this is what it is. Yeah, my boyfriend and I, we kind of like, we met um, the first day we ever said anything to each other. We met. I lived in Carborough. He lived in Saxby Hall. And um, I said, hi. We had a mutual friend. He's like, I'll be in Carborough. Do you want to have coffee? Um, and so we have our, we're talking over coffee. I had to because it was like nine o'clock and I was a baker. So I had to be up at four. Um, but we were kind of like, 
he was tired of going on a whole bunch of first dates. I was tired of going on a whole bunch of first dates. So he was telling me about himself. I would tell him about myself. But then it would be like, okay, well, I got this going on. What? You care? Because <laughs> he really wasn't making eye contact with me because he was kind of shy at first. Um, and so he's looking down and he's talking and he's telling me about himself. And then he goes, and, but when he said, you know, yeah, and, and, and I got, I, I'm divorced. And he looks up at me to kind of check me. And I said, yeah, okay, I'm with you. All right, what's up? Like, you're not married now, right? Okay, good. <laughs> like, what's wrong? <laughs> um, because I, okay. But that was something he was worried about, you know, because I am like, what, like 13 younger years younger than he is. So he was like, can this, can this person handle a divorce? Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. As long as you're cool, I'm cool, ma'am. We're good. We're Gucci. Yes. Okay. Well, you've given a lot of advice so far. So <laughs> now... I want you to, we've scoured the internet for questions, mm -hmm. and I want to ask you questions. It's our little segment called Unsolicited Advice. Um, are you ready to give some unsolicited advice? I do it often. <laughs> oh, you're that person? I try not to be, but I can't I, I can be that person. Like, you know what, girl? Yeah, that's me. Have you ever had to get rid of a toxic, per toxic person in your life? And mm -hmm. if so, how do you get rid of a toxic person? Block. Oh, you just block. My block finger. <laughs> ooh, ooh, now. Look now. That block finger is people get hurt when you unfollow, when you unfriend, because they don't know if you unfollow them. When you unfriend them on Facebook or Twitter, that stuff will come up later. Like people that I didn't know knew I unfriended them or blocked them, they would go, oh, yeah, so you blocked me. Oh, okay. You talking to me now? I can't block you in real life. So what's up? Just, just like you have, I cut off communication. Just cut it off. Now, that's not in. I've never had like that happen. Like, ro I've never ghosted anybody in like a romantic sense. If someone's toxic, like as a friend, this seems to be to me like a vibe that like we shouldn't be kicking it so you eventually mutually just ghost each other because you just kind of just you just stop being interested in things you shouldn't be doing <laughs> or the people you shouldn't be hanging out with so just i would say just cut it off block block that block or unfollow unfollow on facebook that way that you can't see the stuff. Y'all still look like your friends, but you're not. Also, um, snooze. Snooze on Facebook. You just need like a little break. There's a what? There's a snooze. Snooze. You can snooze people on Facebook. Really now? Yeah, that means I, you can't see their stuff for 30 days. Why? I yes, like, yeah. So you can snooze. Like, it might come up. I think if you click on a post and you want to, like, not see posts, like, where you go, the little drop down arrow. Click that, and you'll see the um, the options. One of them is snooze this person. You can snooze them for 30 days. I'd have more friends now. <laughs> there were just people I needed about a, a two- or three-week break from. Oh, yeah, snooze. You can snooze them. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. Uh, okay. So what's life's biggest trap that people fall into? <sighs> Ooh, life's biggest trap. Keeping up with appearances. And social media, that a lot of think pieces lately about this, about not, you know, people post the highlights on social media. And especially when you follow celebrities on social media. And like today, I saw Aisha Curry, and she's like, oh, look, CoverGirl sent me all these makeups. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so, I'm like, 
uh, your husband's gone seventy five percent of the time. Yes. Like, <laughs> that mu- Someone once told me, "Don't be envious of a person unless you want their entire life." So somebody might have gone to the Caribbean for two weeks. But that might be life insurance money that they got from someone that they love very dearly who passed away. You know, you, you never know. What know. You, unless you want their entire life, don't be jealous. True, true. Yeah. I, I, I never thought about it like that. Uh, what do you do when you're feeling down? Dance and I sing in the car. I'm a karaoke queen. What's your best song? Ooh. We all have one. I'm a car singer. I have one. My best song changes. My favorite song to do is Foo Fighters, Best of You, or A Violet by Hole. Today, I was doing some karaoke to Black Hole Sun okay. <laughs> by Soundgarden. Okay. It came on in my car. I do a lot of car karaoke. If I'm having a bad day or or if I am on a road trip and it's going to be long and I'm getting tired or sleepy, I just put on a playlist of songs that I know, and I sing every single one of them till I get home. Mine is I Hope You Dance by Leon Womack. Oh, my Leon. God. Yeah. We got to do karaoke together. I, we should. And uh, that's because at my sister's graduation, high school graduation, the music teacher attempted to sing it, but she was not prepared. <laughs> and the whole graduation crowd was laughing. It was... <gasps> <laughs> it was the first time I realized I was 18 and an adult because my mama leaned over to me and told me to stop laughing. And I was like, I'm an adult now. And just kept laughing with my cousin. <laughs> that was the first time I pulled the adult card on my mama. Oh, that song is stuck in my head now. Uh, yeah, I, I love that song. That's really, that song and 100 Years by Five for Fighting are kind of like on that same okay. like graduation. <laughs> now I want a graduation playlist. <laughs> There are some good ones out there. Oh yeah. There's even the cheesy one by like Vitamin C. Oh. It came out right with. Yeah. We yeah. I need to put that back on my playlist. All right. We've uh, we've given some unsolicited advice. Mm -hmm. Now you're good at talking. (laughs) Yeah, you know what time it is. (laughs) You know what time it is. I want you to give your motivational speech. I'm gonna put on some music as soon as I find it. And I want you to give <laughs> your motivational speech. You're going to have like a minute, minute and a half. Okay. And when you hear the music, just go ahead. Okay. This is geared to the young people. I'm in a college town. Young person, when you graduate college or while you're in college, think about where you want to be when you graduate Think about the things in life you desire and how to aspire to reach those goals. One day you might be you might be struggling right now, but one day you too will be able to buy guacamole with your burrito <laughs> at Chipotle and you will not have to check your bank's mobile app to figure out if you can also get a drink to go with it one day young people you will have netflix come out of your account and it will not prevent you from putting gas in your car the next day one day young people you will be able 
to afford the things that you want and you will get off that struggle train just think about those moments think about that and think about how you can get there wow (laughs) you 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 brought back some memories you brought I, I, I get queso with every, like, I don't go to Mexican restaurants a lot, but when I go, I always get queso, and that's, like, my, I've yes. made it now. Yes. Like, I can get queso with every mm-hmm. meal. Yeah, I I am now at, I just got to a point where I could have Spotify come out, and I'm like, oh, I'm good. It wasn't a surprise charge. You know Spotify family? I have the Spotify family come out of my account. Like, I pay for Spotify for my entire family. <laughs> like, that's my, like, I've made it. It's 16 bucks a month. Yes. But my sisters all get Spotify because of me. Mm. I'm going to break down. Won't he do it? Hey, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know I made it. Yes. So what do you got going on? I, like, earlier, um, so I'm kind of laying low. Um, I am a producer for Eyes Up Here Comedy. Y'all like us on Facebook. We are at 678 likes. We really want to get to 750 likes. So I tend to host a lot of shows or I'm in a lot of Eyes Up Here shows. It's an all-female identifying, gender non-conforming showcase. Um, We perform in Chapel Hill, Raleigh, Durham, Asheville, Charlotte, and any other place you want us. Give us a call and we will be there. So, um... I just just like eyes up here, and and that's where you can really find out what I'm doing. Y'all just had y'all's third anniversary, right? Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Aaron Terry. Uh, shout out to Aaron. I love you, girl. Um, Aaron Terry is a force. Like she is Hustler. amazing. Yes. Hustler. Yes. She like earlier when I said like I'm not a self motivator. She is a self motivator. She like grinds and gets it done. She puts on so many shows, it's crazy. Do you have anything else you're working on? Um, I'm trying to write a book if I can sit down and put words to paper. And when I say trying to write a book, I haven't started it. But I, I'm trying to put it out there. I've wanted to write a book for years, and now I'm trying to write one. I don't know what it's going to be about. If you have any suggestions, um, please let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing for you. I, I, I wish I could give you some advice. You've given so much to the show. Maybe I, when when I tag you in this, I'm like, if you have ideas for the book, shoot them, comment below. Yeah, just let me know, guys. Let me know. Well, if you don't have anything else, no. uh, well, that is it for this week. I should have had the music ready. Um, we appreciate you listening. We're on 103.5 FM every Saturday at 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Brittany Spurl. I got uh, you. Oh, you got I made it. it. Got oh, okay, it. I, got, I got it. Uh, got it. Remember. Everybody makes mistakes, but it's okay. So just keep on grinding, and you'll be able to afford queso and guacamole. <laughs> and Spotify for your whole family. Yeah. <laughs> and Netflix without checking the account. Bye. See y'all.